Hello, all you slut enthusiasts and pervs. Welcome to the Slut Next Door podcast. And I am your slut next door, Miss Beatrix. I am a phone sex operator, audio porn creator, and just an overall slut who wants to talk about being a slut, kinks, fetishes, and all the dirty things inside of our head. (laughs) So episode two, today I'm talking with Katie Starling, the one and only Katie Starling, and we talk about all kinds of things. It's actually going to be a two-parter because we talked for so long. We had so many things to say. But for today's episode, you will be hearing about Miss Katie's um, start in sex work, being an escort, and the Pervert Paradise Discord server. So enjoy my conversation with Katie Starling. All right. Hi, Katie. I am like, yes, I'm so excited to have you here. Um, And it's funny that I'm sitting in this kind of, I don't know, formal interview setting when I consider you a friend. So this is like interesting, but I'm so excited, like so excited. Um, I'm going to be interviewing Katie Starling, having a chat with her, and she is the queen of extreme and taboo adult content, an amateur porn star, audio porn, phone sex operator, and she also owns the Pervert Paradise, a Discord server with, um, she had just told me beforehand, seven, over 7,000 members. I mean, just huge. And um, she's also a sex work activist. So we're going to get into all of that with her. And um, yeah, so let's get started, Katie. Um, I wanted to ask you first, how did you get started in the sex work industry? (laughs) Um, I was an escort, actually. I started at 16. I Mm. had already moved out of the house and got my GED. Uh, I moved about two states away. Uh, I ran off with this guy. He was like five years older than me. Of course, I ran off with some dude. Yeah. Yeah. And and a girl, too, actually. (laughs) (laughs) And, (laughs) and, (laughs) well, after a few months being in that different state, um, you know, my dad is gone and my mom, you know, is crazy. So it's, it's, it wasn't hard to just move out up and leave, do whatever. And, uh, I actually went to Montana. I was there for a while. Uh, I had a normal job for a little bit. I was actually working the graveyard shift at a drive through and I was mm. very good at getting a lot of tips because I know how to manipulate men. <laughs> and, uh, Love it. I think that's when I, when I very first realized how big of a talent I truly had for it, you know, mm, mm. but I realized my love for sex around, you know, 12 years old when I lost my virginity and uh, 12. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's wild. Okay. We're going to have to talk crazy? about that. Yeah. We'll talk about that soon. So mm. go ahead with your, your journey. Well, like I end up 
falling pregnant with um, the idiot I moved down there with. And, <laughs> and <laughs> we were sleeping on my friend's like living room floor. I was very hungry. I didn't really know what to do. And I was like, well, you know what? I love sex. I love sex. How about I go ahead and hmm <laughs> i go ahead and post a craigslist ad of course um back page cost money to, to post on at the time you know so i posted a craigslist ad i was like fuck it craigslist let's do this i ended up getting a call from this guy who loved to see girls who do like their very first ad he loved to see girls that were just it was their first time he loved to see them for the first uh, time yeah he gave me like eight hundred dollars to come out there and I was like, oh, this is good money. Yeah. I'm going to keep doing this. <laughs> <laughs> so I kept doing it for a while until um, I had this girl come work with me. I saved her from the streets. And I was about six months pregnant at this point. And then the FBI actually came to my door. And uh, they actually kicked me out of the state of Montana because I wouldn't rat on this customer that I had that was actually cartel. So oh. they kicked me out of the state. The guy, the agent that was like dealing with me, he fucking hated me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he literally told my mom that I was an arrogant little prick. Exact words. <laughs> I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> they just couldn't believe that uh, a 16-year-old girl would do this all themselves, even save some 24-year-old woman from the streets, from a pimp, and not have a pimp. Mm. You were your own pimp. Yeah. They could not believe that. They could not wrap their heads around it. (laughs) So I have to ask, what did that, that Craigslist ad look like? Like, what did it say? Oh my God, it was so bad. (laughs) I had just like a stupid little like fully clothed, not even lingerie picture of me, like three or four pictures. Cause I I knew you need to at least have a few pictures. I was like, I'm at least going to have a few. Um, and it was just like, I don't remember exactly what it was. I actually had my friend write it for me cause I was so nervous. Mm. (laughs) My first call, too, I, like, showed up to his door, and I was shaking for, like, 10 minutes. I was, like, shaking like a fucking leaf. Yeah. Wow. That's so – that's – that takes a lot of balls, like, I think. Like, I've never done physical, like, in-person sex work, um, but just the thought, like, I would be so scared. So that, like, takes a lot of balls. I mean – yeah, it's it's a. Uh, I always I've always had like a security person, not a pimp. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have pimps. Yeah. yeah, nobody makes my money. Okay, nobody gets nobody like gets the money I fucking work for. But right, I did have security that I would pay, and I would give them like twenty dollars, you know, to sit out there mm, and wait for me, or I, I, or maybe I was dating them, so they you know they got some of it anyway, so they didn't even care. I treated my drivers really good. I take them out to eat sometimes. Uh, we go shopping. Usually, they were very close friends of mine. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes they were women. Sometimes they were men. Sometimes, you know, it was a couple. You know, what I mean, mm-hmm. I, I uh, 
usually they were already close friends of mine before they became my driver. So, hmm. plus I wasn't allowed to get my license till I was 22. So I had to have a driver. Oh, gotcha. So how long did you do that? The Craigslist kind of postings? Well, you know, I went to Backpage pretty quickly. Like I only posted on Craigslist like twice and then I went to Backpage. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Of course, shut down a few years ago now. Uh, three or four years ago. I remember the day Backpage shut down. I freaked out. Um, <laughs> freaked out. But so... I was in Montana escorting before I got kicked out of the state at 17. I came home, had my baby, did open adoption. Uh, and he's, I still see him. I still get pictures. He's doing great. Mm. Um, and then I wanted to move out again. I was almost 18. I just turned 18. And I met this guy while I was pregnant, went through the adoption with me. And he was really sweet and helped me. Um, right when I came back to Oregon after getting kicked out of Montana for that. And, uh, but he was very controlling and manipulative, but I went back to escorting while we were together because he had a job, um, that really just like broke the shit out of his back. He was like, did, did like, you know, washer and dryer type deliveries and installations. Mm. So that was his job. And uh, he needed pain pills. So I started buying pain pills from him for him off the street because I had friends because I'd always kind of dabbled in stuff for the last three or four years. And, you know, I lived in that town a long time. Um, and uh, I was always dabbling in pain pills here and there, you know, partying. But uh, mm -hmm. I never really got super on them until this point. And mm. then I started doing them with him. And then we couldn't really afford the pills on his job. So I was like, hey, he quit his job. I went back to escorting. Mm. Um, I was back to it for a while. Pretty soon the pay pills weren't enough. I started smoking heroin. Um, and then that's also what I had this client I knew for over a year who turned out to be like a psychopath and tried to kidnap me. My God. Wow. I escaped. I called the cops. He beat up to hell. You know, chunks of my hair pulled out, chips off my mm. teeth. Like, this guy beat the shit out of me. Wow. Um, he only had me for a few hours. I actually got out by manipulating him to buy me heroin. Because I was like, mm. withdrawals aren't sexy. You know? Mm -hmm. I said, I know you want me to be, like, this pretty girl for you. And I manipulated him to even being like, well, you know, if you just would have asked me to stay, I would have stayed with you. I don't know why you didn't just ask me. We didn't have to go through all this. Mm. Got him to feel bad mm -hmm. and to get me some heroin. And so while he was out, I got out, ran to three houses before someone answered the door. And um, the cops wouldn't arrest him. Because I wouldn't give up the dealer that I had the guy meet up with so I could get out of being kidnapped. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Why the hell would I tell on the person that helped me escape? Right. And I literally heard the DA on the phone. Well, she's not going to tell us and she doesn't deserve 
to be helped by us. Mm. And this guy did threaten that if I escaped that he would kill me like he had to others before and had explained to me how he had killed other girls. So oh my. Um, that was horrible to hear that they weren't going to do anything about it. Yeah. I still continued to escort after this, but I was very, very paranoid because I knew this guy. And it was the one time I went alone after mm. a year of seeing him almost. About a month later, after I called the cops on that, I guess they decided to start investigating me after that. <laughs> <laughs> one day I wake up, I have my cereal, smoke a little heroin, and then I hear, open up, FBI. And I'm like, what the? F or no, it was state police. Open up, state police. And I was like, what the fuck? And um, <laughs> we'll break down the door. I'm like, I'm opening, I'm opening it, fuck. Like, Jesus, it's just me and my ex that were living there. Like, it's not like there was anyone else there. <laughs> we weren't known to be violent, so I was, like, super yeah. confused. Um, I was like, Jesus Christ. All right, all right, open up the door. I ended up going to jail for, like, 22 days. I got possession of heroin. That was my first possession charge. I spent my 19th birthday in jail. Mm. Uh, my ex got out before me, but he actually ended up getting promoting prostitution because you can get that just for driving someone to their calls. Oh, damn. Just for trying to help a girl out, you can get promoting prostitution. So he ended up getting that charge. Um, they tried to give it to me too, but they couldn't prove that I had friends work with me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they tried to make it sound like I had some big uh, prostitution ring, but I didn't. I just had a couple friends that need money and came to work with me a couple of times. You know, right. like, that's all it was. Right. Um, they thought they'd find all this heroin in there. Instead, they found like a little itty bitty tiny bit that wasn't even a point. So it was like, yeah, fuck you, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so what happened to the guy that tried to kidnap you? I don't know. Wow. I really don't. Um, for as far as I know, he's still out there. But I'll, I'll tell you the rest of the story. I'll try to shorten it up now. Um, I, after I went to jail, I, I got out. I was still with my ex and I got pregnant like two weeks later. Such like I'm so fertile. I swear to God, <laughs> just, just look at me wrong. I'm pregnant. Oh, I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant again. Oh, wow. <laughs> I ended up going through that pregnancy and because I was on probation, my probation officer hated me. So she put a, a birth alert out on me for when ever I have the baby that child services would be like instantly involved. Mm-hmm especially because she knew I, I wouldn't leave the guy I had the baby that I was pregnant with and she didn't like that. And, you know, POs can literally do anything to you. They could put you in jail for anything, literally anything. Like if you just, if you just hang out with another person's on probation, even if you don't know it, they can arrest you for that for association, mm -hmm. put you in jail for five, six days, sanction you. So that, mm -hmm. that was a, that's a shitty part about being on probation. And, um, Anyways, I went to college for mental health because uh, I, I wanted to be like a drug and alcohol counselor and I wanted to help people. You know, I just mm -hmm. really wanted to be like a psychologist for people who've been through trauma, you know, because I've been through a lot of trauma at that point in my life and I really wanted to help others. Yeah. And I needed something to do. So I went to college uh, and then I went through 
six months into college and I was about eight months pregnant at this point. So I was getting ready to give birth and some asshole decided to, you know, bring a gun to school. Oh, wow. Shoot like 10 people. And then, uh, anyways, uh, big and pregnant, I couldn't really run. So I got put to like a, a little safe area. Someone actually picked me up and carried me. This big black dude picked me up and carried me. Saying, you're going to be all right, little mama. We got to uh-huh. get you moving faster than that. Picked me up and carried me like a black knight shiny in shining armor. You know, like. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, he was hot too. Yeah. So it was great. <laughs> I was like, oh my, thank you. <laughs> and <laughs> I like the only good part that came out of that. <laughs> and, um, but after that, I couldn't go back to the college. I just, I haven't been able to step foot on a college campus since. So that mm. kind of dream kind of went out the window. Yeah. I had the baby. She was born with really rare defect and, um, Child services didn't deem me fit enough, especially with my ex fucking off. Turns out instead of being at work, he was actually at his friend's house playing video games and doing meth. And I didn't even know. Oh, gosh. So the child got taken um, because they said that they didn't think with my PTSD that I would be able to care for a medically fragile child. And I was poor. Uh, Yeah. So I had no hope of, you know, I had to. I had to like break down her nursery. I had to give away her clothes and all the stuff I had for it. it was horrible. Yeah. I met Mac right after this. Mm-hmm. Mac convinced me. Mac helped me break up with Aaron, finally leave his controlling crazy ass and lying ass too. Mm-hmm. And, um, and me and Mac were both very sad people when we met each other. Mm. We went on a heroin binge together. We spent a bunch of his lump sum that he just got from his structure settlement, which he still gets payments from it. But that was like his most recent lump sum was like 50 grand. And we fucking blew it in three months. Oh, wow. Three I months. Bet that, I bet that hurts. Doesn't it nowadays? Like oh my God. the same? You're so, like- because we did that. We actually even went to Peachtree and sold off a chunk of his uh, settlement future part of future lump sum. That's why he didn't get a lump sum when he just turned 30. Mm-hmm. We sold off the entire thing to get money then. And we got like 25 grand versus the 50 grand he would have gotten when he was 30. Wow. We did this twice. Mm. Gosh. We also sold off chunks of his monthly payments too. They're finally yeah. starting to go back up again, but they, it was like that for like three years where they were just like a hundred a month from like yeah. 1800 a month. <laughs> so really bad. Um, mm-hmm. And it all went in our arms. Mm-hmm. It all went into our bloodstream, all went to heroin. And then in between his buddy, I would escort. Gotcha. And then what? After that one guy, the one that tried to kidnap you, um, you know, what, how did you get back to doing that? Because that seems like that would have been really hard and scary. I was very paranoid. Yeah. But I was also addicted to heroin. Mm. So that's why I was able to see somebody else a day after. Mm. The money. And I had a yeah. very, very controlling ex too, who, you know, 
needed money and needed to get well and yeah yeah so yeah i would i would just go out and i would just do it uh i knew from then on though i'm never no matter how much i trust the guy i never went alone again yeah so let me ask you this what is what would you say is the craziest or funniest uh escort meeting that you had i have two (laughs) okay the first one is when i was 16 years old and i was just like i only been asking for like a month i was living out of this really nice like hotel room like i was living in the lap of luxury okay like at 16 all that oh yeah the lap of luxury and i had never lived like that before so girl i was in it (laughs) <laughs> I was wearing designer clothes. I even had a designer that I would go see as an escort mm. and lawyers mm. and judges. And like, this is why they quietly kicked me out of the state, you know? <laughs> so I, I had shit going on, bitch, for 16 years old. <laughs> living yeah. in the lab. I was living at the Hilton where a wow. guy would pay for my room bill. Wow. Yeah. Living in a weekly suite. Mm-hmm. A suite. It's fantastic. Gorgeous <laughs> room. Oh. God, it was it was awesome. Great way to live. It was great, great way. Great. I didn't even care that I was like sucking a guy off every day. I'm like I could suck a dude off for a thousand bucks. I'm I'm good with that. Like I'm okay with that. And the ones that knew my real age, they were really willing to pay money. So I, I was bet. I knew what I had and I used it. Okay. I yeah. used it and I used it. <laughs> and then being pregnant too i would tell some of them you know some of the ones i could tell that were into that i was pregnant and that was 16 oh boy oh yeah i mm-hmm. i can imagine yeah oh i used it i used it hard. <laughs> and there were there were quite a few pems and madams in town that tried to like get me to work for them and luckily i had a couple very couple people that were very protective over me that were mm-hmm. able to keep me away from that and keep me independent so Mm. i've always had that somehow Mm -hmm. i don't know why i don't know why people like me don't ask me (laughs) i don't get it either i'm like why do you like me i don't know okay all right all right (laughs) i guess we'll never know um so my crazy experience was to see a dude with a broken dick oh What, what does broken dick mean you know, like a 90 degree angle where it's like a corner, like it goes up and then to the side. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No. Yes. <laughs> what the fuck? Of so, did. so it was a hard dick and the shape of an L. Yes. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> like, wow. Like, how do you. How do you service a cock like that, Katie? I have no, like, it's, <laughs> um, so he paid me to go down on, to go down on me. That's what he paid me for. And to sit there and chat with him mm-hmm. for like a couple hours. He paid me like 1200 Something like that. Wow. Some some crazy number like that. Kind of me. And um, when he showed me 
because he wouldn't show me at first. He wouldn't show me at first. Yeah. This is, this is why I have to like, well, I have to pay girls. Um, I was mm. like, you know, I don't really do the whole going down on me thing. It's something I usually say for personal things, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, he was one client I did end up letting do it because I saw his uh, condition. <laughs> and he, he started telling me the story about how he was young and he was in rodeo and he fell off the horse and the horse kicked him. Oh my Because God. when you're horseback riding, sometimes it gives you boner because things are rubbing around. You're excited. <laughs> it's not like a sexual boner, but it just happens. You know, yeah. he was young. Oh my God. I didn't think it was possible. And because he was hard when it happened, it broke it that way. Wow. 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 I mean, like a, you're talking a literal L, mm-hmm. like a literal 90. Literal, honey. Angle. Yes. Oh my literally, God. Literally. Literally. What did you do with that thing? I didn't do anything with it. He paid me to go down on me. Oh. <sighs> And he just kind of like rubbed it against the bed. Not even kidding. He just like dry him with the bed while he went down on me. Oh my gosh. And it worked. Bless his heart. Bless, bless his, his heart. heart. That's that's what I, I was like. Bless his little heart. Oh my God. His little broken wow. heart. Yeah. I did. And I think I'm going to have to do some Google searches when we're done because I've got to see. I've seen some. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, and then Mac. So this is a good one. <laughs> Mac. I have two with Mac. Okay. I have one where the client knew us so well and liked us so much that he actually paid Mac to hang out with him. Oh no. Are you serious? Oh my God. For like three hours, paid him like $2,000. Just so literally hang out paid him gross. my rates just to hang out with him. Well, I wow. slept in the car cause I was taking a nap cause I was very loaded on heroin. <laughs> <laughs> And yes. like they just hung and out. Took out to eat. Yeah, took him out to eat. That is so Mac is a sex worker. I mean essentially, I mean, yeah, yeah he took me to By my calls. Yeah. He met clients. Um he got he, paid. Like, he had this couple <laughs> one time that, you know, just wanted to party with another couple and do a bunch of cocaine. They originally mm-hmm. got a hold of me because they wanted like a threesome. Then they realized that my old man was out in the car waiting. They're like, oh dude, invite him in. Mm. Did a bunch of cocaine. Me and Mac went and fucked in the shower while they fucked out there. It was fun. <sighs> that is wild. That's oh, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Now, did you ever have um, an escort customer that it was actually like enjoyable? Like, yes. Mm, yeah. Oh. Like, were they high or just, like, really good at sex or? Well, one, not only was he really hot, he had a bunch of heroin to tip me with. So we got really high and we fucked for, like, two hours. Wow. And since we were dumb, you know, you can't come when you're loaded on heroin. Mm -hmm. So we just fucked around for, like, two hours. And I got paid extra for it, of course, you know, so, like, um. And I got tipped in drugs, so I was very happy. But I would never take drugs as a payment. I only took them as tips. Mm. I only ever took cash as a payment or like a gift card. I would take gift cards, like Visa gift cards, you know, ones I could spend yeah. anywhere. Yeah. 
How many were actual couples? I never got a lot of couples. I only got a few. But I did have a couple couple couples that were regulars. Mm -hmm. That seems like it would be fun. And then I, uh, like I said, another crazy one, though, is when this, so this Mexican calls me, right? Calls me over there. And we go to this apartment complex and there's a bunch of these kids playing outside and everything. And I'm like, okay, this is a little weird. We drove like an hour out of town. We used the last of our gas money. We are starting to go into withdrawal. Me and Mac are, you know? So we're like, oh God, I hope this guy doesn't like fucking bail on us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, so we get there and look on the door. I'm like, hi, Chastity. Nice to meet you. Um, went by Chastity my entire escort career. Mm. And bites me in and then i'm sitting on the couch and he he's like oh i I just gotta take this phone call i'm like okay and he's talking to his friends about how he has the girl there and that they should come over i was like this is not what i agreed to you know this is not what i agreed to Mm -hmm. and i got really scared and he kept telling me oh no no, just wait there it's okay it's okay i'm gonna have a few friends come over and we'll hop on i'll pay you a little extra and i'm like no 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 well i mean you don't really have much of a choice, do you? And I was like, no, no, no. Yes, I do. Yes, mm-hmm. I fucking. Yes, I fucking do. <laughs> I run off to the car. I tell Mac, we got to go. I know we don't have any gas. Panhandle. We'll do something. We got to go. He goes, what's going on? I tell him what's going on. Fuck that. Fuck that. I didn't drive an hour out here to get nothing. Fuck them. He gets out of the car, goes up to the door. I could see the Mexican moms all huddling all their little kiddos inside all of a sudden. You know what I mean? <laughs> we see a car pull up too with like three or four dudes in it. And I was like, those must be his friends. Matt goes to the door and he takes a crowbar and he puts it underneath his sweater to where it looked like a gun. Mm-hmm. Because he's very, Max, a smart dude, you know? Mm-hmm. Goes to the door. Hugs on. He's like, so I didn't drive all the way out here for nothing. You're going to see her. You're going to give her that hundred bucks. And you're going to fuck off. And your friends are not coming inside. He's like, or I'm going to freak the fuck out. <laughs> and the dude was just like, I don't want any trouble. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I didn't know she had someone with her. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And his friends are out in the car laughing. <laughs> and then so Matt goes okay he comes and gets me I go to the door and he stands outside the door the entire time the guy could not get it up because Mac's just like right there oh shit (laughs) and just hands me the money even hands me an extra hundred and says just go just please just go just go just go oh my god I was like I was like okay well I tried to do the call I even got naked and I was like all right I'm ready you know I'll still do this with you yeah I'm not going to be doing it with your friends. Like, I'll still do what I got paid for. Yeah. But I'm not, I don't do that with multiple people. Mm-hmm. Um, the only other time I've done it with multiple people, I don't do, I won't do it with multiple people at one time. Like, I will see one after another. So, like, these two best friends paid me one time where I saw one in the room, and then he left, and then his friend came into the room. And they just had to decide who was first. <laughs> oh. That, why, why do I find that hot? <laughs> I I think it's hotter too because it's like I can because that way I can give them both my individual attention. Yeah, 
yeah. I didn't like seeing multiple people at once because I couldn't give them individual attention unless it was a male female couple mm-hmm. or a female female couple. Mm-hmm. That's different. Yeah, absolutely. It was male male or male male. I no, I, one at a time. <laughs> um, that was just my rule. That was my rule on it. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so when we come out of there, I see his friends. They're like, ha ha, we told you it was a bad idea. <laughs> and the guys literally told me, I'm so sorry. We told him this was stupid. We weren't going to do it anyways. We literally came here to tell him that this is a bad idea. Why are you doing this to this poor girl? This is fucked up. And then when we saw your boyfriend or whoever he is come up to the door, we were just like, yeah, we told you. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking told you so. <laughs> <laughs> oh that was great oh well so, yeah max a badass when he needs to be uh, yeah i love it i love it mac is the hero of the story of that story at least mm-hmm. um so what um what was that bridge like from um you know escorting to the online world oh so, um, remember, I, me and Mac actually broke up, and he got clean, but I didn't yet, okay? Mm-hmm. I got clean about six months later. Finally got off of parole and probation, because I ended up catching a couple more charges while I was on my little heroin, you know, suicide mission almost. Uh, <laughs> and um, all drug charges, of course. Anyways. Mm-hmm. So... And this is what plays into this. So we we started playing games online. I was still escorting. I was mainly just seeing regulars, though, because I was trying to get a different job, but I couldn't ever find a different job. No one was going to hire an escort, an escort in her hometown, and had been in the news for drugs. No one was going to mm-hmm. hire that. Mm-hmm. That's unhirable. Even at a convenience store, even the convenience stores turned me down. Everywhere did it. <laughs> Everywhere turned me down. Not a fucking. The one dude that did hire me at Comfort Inn, I ended up walking off the job within three days because he was my best friend's uh, boyfriend. And he was from like India. And let's just say some of them do still see women as less than. Mm. And he knew that I used to be an escort. So he would keep me in his office for hours and hours and ask me questions about my best friend and try to do things with me. Oh, damn. So I walked off yeah. the job. Yeah. I couldn't do that anymore. Yeah, that's fucked up. That's really fucked up. <laughs> and then when I was doing my actual job in the laundry room, he would like pull all the laundry back down off the shelf that I just washed, uh, folded and then told me to do it again. and was because I wouldn't tell him certain things about my best friend and then he would treat me like shit the rest of the day at work oh wow and then you'd be like you're not going to get a job anywhere else I was like really watch me (laughs) me and Mac I finally got back together uh, and I was like oh I want to have a baby and he's like I do too but you know you need to quit escorting I'm sorry he's like I'll still marry you we could still be together forever and ever I don't want to have a kid unless we're going to quit escorting. I'm fine with anything else. What he said, just, you know, we're going to have a kid. 
I want to be the only person that gets to be inside there, you know, and that, mm-hmm, that's okay. Mm-hmm. I, I get it. I got that. Mm-hmm. I understood that. That was, that isn't jealousy to me. That's safety. You know what I mean? Yeah. And plus he already been through, you know, me almost getting fucking gang raped by Mexicans. Okay. Like <laughs> right. <laughs> you've been through some shit with me on the escorting things. So he's like, you know, it's just too dangerous to have you do while you're pregnant to begin with. He's like, and mm-hmm. other than that, I just, you know, if we're going to be having a family, I want to make sure escorting our daughter's child throughout our child's childhood you know yeah yeah it's like okay so that's when i made the switch to online work after that fucking indian prick (laughs) did that shit to me i was like i'm done there's gotta be a different job out there for me there's gotta be somewhere willing to hire me Mm -hmm. started looking online i was like well you know i know how to post ads i've done a lot of online stuff as escort and forums and writing reviews and you know uh, things like that I was part of a review cycle teen board where I was like super verified and um, I had a lot of reputation. I had a good reputation there. And, you know, a lot of the girls, a lot of the main girls in Oregon knew me. A lot of the mm-hmm. main like escorts in Oregon all knew me because I was actually the number one escort in Southern Oregon because mm. I was good at my job mm-hmm. and I served a lot of rural areas that other girls didn't serve. Gotcha. Customer service, baby. I mean, Fuck I yeah, fuck that. <laughs> I mean I love pleasing people. So um just a big people pleaser, really am. I mm-hmm. love making a man come. I love it so much. So I was like, what about phone sex? Max was like, Yeah, we could do that. We could even do porn or whatever. And I was like, Okay. First I started with this shitty little dispatch company called Phone Stars. Mm-hmm. <sighs> God, they're super, 18 cents a minute, dude. 18 cents. Oh, my cents. God. Holy shit. You can find that in your car easily. Mm-hmm. Jeez. 18 cents. I did get my one longtime customer out of that, though, Jim. Mm. I told you about Jim. Yeah. Yeah. I still talk to Jim. He gave me his phone number one day. And then uh, as soon as I got fired, because I, I was too afraid to call while I was still working for them. But as soon as I got fired from not reaching their uh, hours quota that week because I was pregnant and sick that week. I even messaged him and told him that I wasn't going to be making my 30 hours that week. You know, mm-hmm. I made like 26 hours instead. It wasn't that far off, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> still fired me over it. I was like, whatever. The same day I found another phone sex site called Sidcats. And you could make like a profile on there and you could put any price point you want, but they just took 50% whatever you made. Mm-hmm. To me, that was better than 18 cents a minute. So right. I was, <laughs> I was, I was like on, to, I was like, sure. Yeah. Oh, and I even have a little web store here where I could post like little clips and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I can even, and so I used all my old escort ad pictures mm-hmm. instead of using their stock photos. I used yeah. all my escort ad photos of myself as like my profile pictures and stuff and the pictures of my packages and everything, you know, and that's when I really started to learn about the ins and outs of phone sex mm-hmm. and online sex work was working at sync and the owner started having me and Matt cause Matt can video edit and all that. And he started realizing we were bringing people in. So we had us um, promote the site cause we had this Pornhub account that was starting to really gain a little bit of traction and was bringing new customers in. And we were getting a lot of clicks on our affiliated links. We were doing so, so good. Um, but the guy is just one guy that runs the place. And he was like crazy. 
I'm not going to go into too much detail because I am under a fucking NDA. All right. He made me sign one near the end. Mm. Rick. And um, <laughs> so I can't really say much other than it, it just didn't work out. And then the whole Pornhub thing happened where I lost my fan club and everything too that I was like making a good amount of money from. And that's actually when I took my hiatus. Plus I had just given birth like two months before I lost my porn up thing and the sync cast thing. So I was already stressed out dealing with new baby. And then I lost both these streams of income. I quit sync cats. I still had my discord fan server from my Pornhub though. And so during my hiatus, I started thinking about how could I come back and get back at the thing. You know, I already had my ex videos account, ex hamster account that I posted some videos to as it was. And I was still making ad revenue mm-hmm. from Pornhub. And I was, and I also had this fan central account for a while where I had all my paid content on it. And people mm-hmm. could just pay like 20 bucks, get a hold of all my paid content. And then they don't have to pay again the next month if they don't want to. You know, that's what I would tell them because I wasn't doing content at the time. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's really funny when I came back off my hiatus, not even three days after I came back, Fan Centro had banned me <laughs> up for like seven months. And then they banned me and I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, so I tried mini vids and then within like a month I was making a lot of money on there. I was climbing the ranks really fast where I was already in like the top 500 within a month, not even a whole month. And, mm-hmm. uh, and then they were like, yeah, see, a bunch of creators, other creators on their star following me. And I'm like, oh, good. No, it wasn't good. They started realizing I was climbing the ranks really fast and making a lot of money really quick. And they were jealous. So they reported me because I was doing age play content. Uh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And is and that then, why Fan Central b- banned you as well? They banned me before that. For the, for the age play? Yes. So, yes. Yeah, gotcha. Yes. Uh, that's also why, you know, Pornhub took down like half my videos. That's why um, fucking X hamsters fap house didn't approve me for having a fap house. Cause they're like, look, if you had any other paid content than this, we would approve you. But like, we just, we can't with our payment processor. They actually understood my situation though. And I told them about my harm reduction mission that I was trying to do. And they totally understood that now Pornhub I feel like there's people there that like me and people here there that don't. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll get good responses from the admins. Other times I get shit responses. Yeah. So I've really fought the, the tube sites. I've really fought them a lot. Yeah. Stuff in the fan sites. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. That's okay. Um, I was curious. So what, what is, or what was your first video? As you put out on the tube sites. It was actually a custom. Somebody asked me to make. Well, actually my very first, that was my first video that really hit. But my very first, first video I put out on the tube sites was this stupid small cock blowjob video I did with my husband. No dirty talk, <laughs> just giving him a small dick blowjob. Hmm. Well, we saw that it wasn't really like a lot of small dick content. We're like, oh, yeah. hey, this will be fun. And I have this like little pacifier technique I use when giving a small dick a blowjob, especially yeah. when it's starting off soft, you know? Yeah. So I really showed that off in that video. It actually ended up gaining some views later on because of that. People yeah. loved that I was doing that with it because you just never see it in porn. 
Right. So. Right. Yeah, you always see the monster cocks. But my first video that gained traction was my first JOI I did. And it was somebody asked me to make it. And it was a regular customer of mine. And he paid me for the custom. And it was mainly implied age play. Mm -hmm. And um, like mainly implied age play encouragement kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Telling them, you know, they're not a bad person. It's okay. You know, and like just kind of doing that type of thing for exactly what the story was in that video. But yes, it was something very, very much like that. And that got 10,000 views in one day. Wow. When all my other stuff only had like a couple grand uh, on my first few weeks on Pornhub. And then I came up with my Pornhub fan club and that started selling like crazy. That's actually why Syncast, the Syncast site has like fan club stuff now because they saw how fast my porn up fan club was selling. Mm. On the Pornhub fan club, was it was it implied age play or were you able to get more extreme? Oh, I got really extreme in my yeah. Pornhub fan club until they shut down age play completely on the site. And yeah. then um, I wasn't even able to get away with it behind the paywall anymore because there wasn't a paywall anymore because they got, they had to get rid of transactions because mm. someone ruined all the fun. Yeah. And so you cut, so you came back from your hiatus and you had the discord group and um, how many people were in it? Pers like if you had the guess when you came back, a hundred people was <sighs> not many. Yeah. And when, and when was that like part of the year, what year? November 2021. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so last year. I came up my hiatus. Yeah. I wasn't then, even fully off of it till like near the end of December. And then just fast forward to today. And you've got the same Discord server with 7,000 people. It's been and, pruned twice too. Yes. Which seven thousand people and multiple creators? Yeah, because for I'm anyone that doesn't know what pruning is, it actually got to six thousand about three months ago, and we pruned it down to thirty five hundred. So anybody that had an active Discord account for thirty days or more was kicked, and they could come back, which is kicked. And then we did the same thing again, like last month. We were at five grand, and we put it down to like two. 2500 mm -hmm. and then um and then now not even like a month month and a half later we're back up to seven grand yeah i don't plan on pruning again for quite a while though <laughs> so i mean that's just wild to me to think that not even a year ago you know you came back just a hundred people just sticking in for the long run and um yeah now it's at seven thousand and and then when you came back, it was just your Discord, right? It was just your your stuff, your hub. Just my fan club Discord. I didn't yeah. even really have content on it because it was just kind of like updates on what I was doing. I'd had a couple like Discord-only audios, and that was it. That's all I really had. Yeah. I didn't even do audio content. Yeah, I didn't really do audio content. So I came off my hiatus, and I, I, I did this like coming back 
audio for like the people in my discord that stuck around because mm -hmm. it wasn't many a lot of those hundred accounts were like inactive like it was maybe 20 people who were still active at all in there gotcha yeah like not even fully active but just barely you know and technic kept my place going the entire time i was gone and would direct yeah. people with my fan central and stuff mm -hmm. and um but then he put me on pissed audio he made my account posted me there M Technic did? Yeah. Mm. I didn't know that. But that comeback audio, he just took it, he posted it. He's like, here's the account name, there's the password. Um, there's other HBlade content on there. If you want to do more audios, just see how this one does and see if you want to do more. You can kind of add that to your video thing that you already do. And I was like, all right. Place started to flood. Huh. I came up with a new video. And the place really started to flood with mm -hmm. new people. And it just started like, I was excited when we were just getting like 20 people a day. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> like 20 new people yeah. a day was huge for me. And even if there was a lot of people in and out, that was still huge for me, you know? Yeah. And then fast forward to like three, four months later, there was like 50 to 100 people a day. And then yeah. now it's like, some I, I've literally have had 300 people join in one day before. Uh huh. Like, yeah. Um, it's it's uh, crazy. Yeah. I, I've just been in since I think April and it blows me away <laughs> to see even just my short time in there. The growth has just been, it's just like crazy. It's uncomprehendable. You know, <laughs> like, is this really happening? I'm sure you think that all the time. Like, is this, is this happening? Where am I yeah. doing it? <laughs> yeah, I, I think it all the time. I, I don't even know. I, I don't even know how. I don't even know how this happened. I mean, <laughs> but wherever I've gone on the internet too, I've, I've rised up the ranks really fast just because I think it's just because I, you know, once I do something, I really do it. You know, I really put everything I got into yeah. it. Um, yeah. But. Yeah, I've also been banned from OnlyFans too, by the way. Um, I've also been banned off Motherless somehow. I don't know how that happened. I still don't know how that happened. I like posted a video yeah. on there once and then I got banned and I was like, this isn't even like, this is like a really tame video of mine. Yeah. Like, this shit's on Pornhub <laughs> Annex videos and never got taken out. What the, why, why did you? Like, must be somebody on their admin team doesn't like me. That's the only thing I can mm, think of. It's the only right. thing I can literally think of. Um, no idea. Uh, I'm wearing that as a as a uh, badge, Katie. Like I'm the one bitch that can get banned from motherless because <laughs> that's mm -hmm. pretty impressive to say. For that. Literally you nothing, right? <laughs> I posted one video, dude. One. <laughs> and it wasn't even like it wasn't even an age play video, dude. Yeah. It was just yeah, like someone cool. saw me on there on their admin team was like, nope. Yeah. I don't want her taking over the community. <laughs> like I swear to God, that's what it was or something. Uh, but yeah, that's a big reason why as soon as uh, my mini vids, you know, I had to take down all of my paid content so they wouldn't ban me. So I still have a mini vids account. I still have a porn up account too. Just I can barely put new content on it because whenever I try, it gets taken out by moderation almost right away. They don't yeah. ban me. They just take down my content at this point. So um, uh, I should literally be well over a million 
on Pornhub and I'm still only at like 900,000 on there and it pisses yeah. me off. <laughs> really pisses me off because I really should be. Because um, I'm at 5 mil on X videos and they've never taken anything down of mine. Thank God. Uh, mm -hmm. And X hamster, I just started using my X hamster again. Like I'll admit it. I only had like two videos on there for like the longest time. All of a sudden I started using it again lately and I'm I'm getting very close to a million already on there. So I'm really proud nice. of that. Mm -hmm. um, and then of course I'm on a bunch of tube sites. I don't even know of because of like web crawlers and stuff that will take your shit and post it to other sites. Yeah. Yeah. But that's also why I put the invite right in the beginning. And, uh, the idea came to me to start having a VIP fan club on discord. Cause I was like, I can always just take payments through PayPal and Amazon gift cards and I can make my own fan club on here. Mm -hmm. And all the other sex worker discords I went to, none of them had had that idea. Mm. And I was like, I wonder why no one else has done this yet. I went mm -hmm. and checked out a few other sex worker discords. And I was like, I think I could do this. Now that I've done it, there's a bunch with it now. But <laughs> <laughs> um, I swear I like pioneered the way for like yeah. having discord servers as an escort. I mean, as a <laughs> sex worker, you know? Right, right, like, right, right. Well, I know um, right before I joined Pervert Paradise, I know a lot of girls were starting to talk about, you know, oh, wait, this could be used as OnlyFans, you know, but you're in control. Like there are a lot of girls. It was kind of a buzz going around about it. Um, yeah, I'd start, uh, I'd start doing it. Like, you started the months buzz. Before that. Yeah. <laughs> I literally think I started the buzz on that because yeah. I – all I know is I started doing it. No one else was doing it for a good two or three months. And all of a sudden I look and there's like tons of other sex worker discords doing it all of a sudden and ask me about it. Ask me how I did it. Like people started going right to the source. Like, how did you do this? Fucking Mahalo Marcy copied me too. <laughs> <laughs> But still didn't want to ever collaborate with me or anything, which mm. I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I was happy that girls were taking me up on it, to be honest, and and doing it themselves. Um, I'm happy to see any creator get out from underneath the thumb. Yes. A fan site. Yes. Well, you got to think, um, I'm going to ruin the saying. I always forget how it is, but... Uh, it's the saying where if someone does something you do, it's the most sincere form of flattery. Yep. I, you know, that's saying. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm getting very close to that saying lately. <laughs> yes. Yes. So in terms of video and audio, which one is your favorite to do? It's really hard. I really like them both. Mm. I think I still prefer video though. And why is that? Why do you like doing videos? Video content. Oh, because I just feel like, <clears throat> I feel like one, I could put it so many more places than an audio. Mm. <laughs> so gives me so much more exposure. Yeah. yeah. Like logistically, it's just better. That's mm. why I always tell mm -hmm. girls, I'm like, you know, if you think you can do video or at least some fucking pictures, do it because you could post that shit anywhere. Mm. Um, it, men are visual. Just, yeah. They, there's a <laughs> lot of men that are very visual. That's what I try yeah. to get with both. I try to get the visual and the audio men yeah. because I feel like if you can do both, you know, because I do both though has a big reason why I get backed up on customs or 
I get backed up on customs and um, I'm not able to come out with as much content as some girls because of doing both and because of also doing the activism. So I'm doing like yeah. 80 other things on top of doing content. Mm-hmm. But when I do come out with content, it's always quality. I always come out with at least some content every month, mm-hmm. usually a couple of times a month. Um, I always have a couple things, my VIP per month, always have a couple free things per month. And I usually always have like a free photo album every other month where it's like a big album too, where I take a lot of pictures and I put a lot of them out at once. Yeah. Um, I like doing all of that. I've thought about doing tangible items like, uh, like panties. I really want to mm-hmm. do like merchandise. Want to do like mm. Paradise merch? I really yes. want you guys to tell me if you would buy a Pur Paradise mug or a T-shirt or like a T-shirt with your favorite favorite Pur Paradise girl. Like we'll have one for you, Beatrix. We'll have one for me. We'll be like Pur Paradise, Katie Starling, <laughs> Pur Paradise, Beatrix, Miss Beatrix, our Pur Paradise, Fiona Costello, Pur Paradise, Sloan's Moans. You know, <laughs> like yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. Yes, you know, yeah. That would be awesome. I'm just like imagining like koozies. I don't know if everyone calls them koozies. So you put around beer, you know, like a little pervert paradise koozie, little trucker hats. Because we do kind of have a per paradise emblem already in K yes. Productions emblem because we have the writing and that monster's attack font along yeah. with our colors, which we have already. So, and that would look great on merchandise. Just as black background with the yellow and red writing and that really unique font that font is crazy unique (laughs) (laughs) oh what about panties that would be fun pervert paradise panties oh my god that would be great (laughs) yes i love it love it love it this is how we usually talk guys this is literally (laughs) Like, we are talking about shit all the time like this. Like, me and Beatrix, I think I'm closest with Beatrix and almost anybody else uh, than any other creator, actually. I'm close with all my partner creators in Paradise. Like, we all talk all the time. But me and Beatrix probably talk more than anyone else. Hmm. We're very much partners. We're very much, uh, I very much, like, she's my right-hand man in many (laughs) ways. Well, I, I told Katie, or, or I told you, Katie, when, you know, we really started talking about me being in the server and shit. And I was like, you're kind of stuck with me now. <laughs> you're stuck with me. Like, I'm here. And I'm, you know, I told you just the other day, I'm glad to be stuck. <laughs> I'm Are glad you? To be stuck. I really am. I love, I really just within one week of being in pervert paradise, I'm like, this is my new home. I'm never leaving. Never. I love that. I love it. Yeah. I I just, it's such a great place for so many reasons. And I love hearing that by the way. Do you? God. Yeah. And that's me feel like that dream of being somewhere welcoming for taboo creators. And I mean, taboo creators guys. I know I shouldn't be like specific about it, but I am. It's because taboo creators, there's a lot of help they can give that they're not allowed to give. Yeah. Yeah. And um, 
it's, I will say when I first came into the server too, is it was the first place I'd ever been where I felt like needed and welcomed as a, as a creator. Um, you know, Katie's just, you had it so explicitly stated, I want creators in here, just message me, I'll get with you. And I mean, she got with me fast. It wasn't, yeah, that, that's, I have appreciated that. Um, cause it's you just know, not common in this business. No, no. Before, before pervert paradise, like I tried joining other, you know, uh, places for creators only. And I, I never felt like people were really there helping. It was all judgy and just Always. weird. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. They get really weird. And if they know you have like a following, they'll like jump on it, you know, and it's, mm. it's just, uh, the way creators treat each other is not very nice. Um, and it's very sad and it's something I really want to see change. It is sad because it can be so isolating doing sex work all day, mm-hmm. every day. You get very isolated because, I mean, sure, you're talking to guys all day, but, you know, you don't have that camaraderie and the friendship from other people, from, from uh, like other creators. Like you would from a normal job. Right. Right. Exactly. Like you would from almost anything else but sex work. Yeah. Yeah. The same problem is with escorts, too. It's any form of sex oh, work yeah. you do. Sex mm-hmm. work is so like guys maybe surprised to hear this, but it's very competitive. Uh, and it's because these girls make it competitive when really there's enough to go around for all of us. There truly is. Yes. If any creators are listening to this, I really want you girls to know there is enough to go around for all of us. There's no reason to be jealous, to be competitive. Even if you feel like, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm being, uh, you know, knocked down because this other girl is better than me. Well, usually that's not why, you know, it's, it's the fact that the more following someone has, yes, the better they can get that mission statement out, the better they can get things out. And that's how you have to look at, you have to look at how can I build myself up to be able to do that also? You know, because that, mm-hmm. that's something we all really struggle with, right, Beatrix? We see a bigger mm-hmm. creator come in. This scares the shit out of every creator, man. They're like, oh, my yeah. God, they have more people. They have more following. Oh, my God, I'm not going <laughs> to And you get these voices in your head that go, oh, they're going to take my clients. They're going to, they're going to, I'm, I'm going to lose money. I'm, I'm not going to be able to live. I'm going to have to work a normal job. <laughs> and you start freaking out. Yeah. But really? girls there's no reason right Beatrix there is no you got to calm those thoughts and think okay what can I do to show that I'm just as good or yeah. not even just as good but what, what can I do to get my own big following you know yes. what, what can I do that's different and you never want to copy that. you want to do something different you want to do something that's all you you know yeah well and then the other thing is like you're you're something oh she had to go did you say again oh i was just gonna say um you're something to somebody like you know 
this guy may think, man, Katie Starling is like everything. I love her. I worship her, you know, and there's another guy that might come up, come into pervert paradise and be like, oh my God, Miss Beatrix, I want to worship her. You know, you have to, I want to suck her toes. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I mean, like, some guys are going to stick to you. You're going to be something to someone. You're somebody's kink. You're somebody's fetish. You're someone's perfection. Um, can't be everyone's perfection. I mean, maybe you could be, but I know I'm not. <laughs> but yeah, you are going to be somebody's favorite, you know, oh, somebody yeah. something. It's yeah. So Katie, I do want to ask you this. What, what made you want to bring in other creators to this place you had started and, and built up? Why bring in other creators? That's a good question. I truly want to help people. No. And I spent so lonely as mm. an escort mm-hmm. creator with my husband. Um, I wanted camaraderie. And I yeah. wanted, I knew that there was, there were so many different reasons why I wanted to bring other, another creators. Number mm-hmm. one though, is that I really truly want to help other creators. Mm-hmm. The help that I didn't get, I wanted to give. Mm. The help that most creators don't get, I wanted to try to at least give to some, especially those who are doing this kind of content. Because mm-hmm. it's so hard for us out there mm-hmm. we do not get uh we get blackballed from the professional community we get blackballed from other creator communities we get fucked with we get you know we get told that we're pieces of shit just because we do a certain kind of content or just because we have fun telling a naughty story you know like mm-hmm. and it's um it's not okay mm-hmm Yeah. Do you ever feel like, like I would feel like eventually you're going to get tired of me talking about fans. Like that would be my thinking too. Like eventually, like I'm, you're just going to get bored of me. And I always feel like that's a really cool thing about pervert paradise is you have a plethora of people, of creators putting stuff out. And so why not? That's another thing I thought of too. Mm -hmm. That's another thing I thought of too was like, Eventually, customers get bored of you. If you mm-hmm. really want to make, if I really want to make my harm reduction mission truly out there, I needed to involve other creators as much as I could. Mm-hmm. Need to get them on board with it. Mm-hmm. More creators we have on board for these guys to be able to talk to and have safe content from, the better. Yeah, yeah. So before we talk about, I'm so excited to talk about the harm reduction, but before we do, what are you, what do you see the future plans are for Pervert Paradise? That's right now over 7,000 members. Well, I really want to make like, um, 
even if I can't make a website that hosts audio and video and all of that, you know, which I would love to do just for Taboo content, Taboo creators, you know. But even if I can't do that, I do want a website that I can use as like an official hub where people can learn about what's in Per Paradise and what creators are there and uh, in different like articles that we post there. It can be also posted to like the website as like a newsletter and um, and then they can join the Per Paradise or contact us there if they want to be a part of it or learn more. Mm-hmm. Really want one of those websites. Yeah. For Paradise. Because I think it would be perfect because people can go to the website first. They can see what it's all about, what's there, you know, have a big invite page on it. And then they can just, you know, how to make a Discord account, how to do this. There can be like how to's, how to use our server, what's in our server, who's in our server, you know, uh, what kind of tips do we have for sex workers getting into taboo work? what porn sites are friendly, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all of that. Um, what nonprofits do we work with, you know, like Prostatia and stuff. Um, I, I really want something like that. I also see the future for Paradise being a really bright one mm-hmm. and a long one. I see this being my lifetime career. Um, and I see it being my career in many ways. Yeah. Um, many forms. Mac also sees it like this is this is what we're banking on. This is we're putting all our eggs in one basket, okay? Mm-hmm. And I feel like I should stay in ca- just in case Mac is Katie's husband, who also co yeah, who also co co owns um, Pervert Paradise and um, co stars with me in a lot of my uh, yes. videos. Mm-hmm. Any video that there's a dick. It's Max. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, it's it's super exciting. I mean, I literally, I I have to, I think I shared this story on the first one. I am so thankful to my one customer for many vids. Uh, you know, I was doing a custom mommy son thing, you know, and he was really special because I think I was the first creator on there, if I'm remembering correctly that, you know, would say the age in the video and just give him what he was wanting in his custom video. Um, you know, it was an age play mommy son thing. And, um, he was like, you, you really should come check this place out. It's really great. Um, and yeah, I joined and I just, I'm so thankful, so thankful for him. It just, the stars aligned. Thank you so much for listening to part one of my interview with Katie Starling and episode three will be part two with Katie Starling, where we talk about harm reduction mission, her other sex work activism, and then we really get into her personal kinks and fetishes and we answer some listener questions. So some really good stuff for next time. Um, you can find the Discord server that is still a work in progress, but it is ultimately the place to follow the Slut Next Door podcast, where 
I encourage interaction. I want to get your listener questions. I want to see what you want to hear about um, in future episodes. So if you haven't joined already, just go to discord.gg slash slut next door. And also please find me and Katie Starling along with tons of other creators and thousands of pervs at discord.gg slash pervert paradise. So I hope you tune in to next time. And again, thank you so much. Bye.